1: So put on your tiara.
0: Or your evil crown.
1: And join us on our adventure.
0: This is Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, listeners. We are back today with The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh from 1977. And on Rotten Tomatoes, this one has 100%. Really? Yeah. That's I think that speaks really highly to it. And we're going to talk about it here a little bit, but... When Walt Disney acquired the rights to the characters and some of the stories, he realized that nobody here really in the United States knew of Winnie the Pooh and it was more of a British uh, story and so his goal was to make it popular here in the United States and you can't say Winnie the Pooh's name with people not knowing what, who you're referring to, I feel like.
1: Well, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, like, like he I feel did like that's, his such job. A, that's such a strange statement because... Yeah, it's a strange
0: concept, yeah, yeah, all these years later, but I found that really interesting.
1: It's so funny because I was about to, I, as we were doing this, I suddenly panicked. I went, oh, no, I didn't look up the top three movies in 1977, and then I realized I probably don't need, I feel like that's such a ingrained time in film to me, because you know what the number one movie in 1977 was. Star Wars, right? Absolutely. Look at you. (laughs) Um, Star Wars, Smokey and the Bandit, and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh,
0: interesting. This one was not nominated for any awards as far as Academy Awards go. Well,
1: one of them. So. This is one, and I didn't realize this when we did this, but it was released all together in 1977, but previously they had been released as small featurettes in like the late 60s and stuff like like One of them was released while Walt was still alive.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And then this was like they put it together as a package film and re-released it. I was
0: going to say, I know that they refer to it as a package film.
1: Because one of them did win an Academy Award.
0: Oh, well Walt. that's weird that I guess... When At, I looked it up, I looked it up as a whole feature, so it didn't win as a feature, but it won individually.
1: I'll double check and make sure. I think it was the second one, which I believe was "Blustery Day," mm-hmm. because it was after Walt died, and they were talking about it, it as a nice tribute to Walt because mm. he did some work, on, like he was instrumental in it coming yeah. through and that sort of thing. So let me, I'll look that up if you want to go ahead and read our synopsis. Sure. I mean, I feel and like I this is one of those. I want to go into
0: A.A. A. Milne. Yes. I want to go into, I feel like I've read his name all the time, but I never say his name, so I want to make sure I get that's, it right.
1: That's the benefit of, of watching the making of it. Yes, as, as you just, hear yeah. Yeah,
0: them say the name. So the synopsis is, in this collection of animated shorts based on the stories and characters by A.A. A. Milne, Winnie the Pooh, a honey-loving teddy bear, embarks on some eccentric adventures. And so I'm actually going to go into a little bit about A.A. A. Milne, Uh, I did some research, and I know Ryan did as well, uh, on his background. But his first collection of stories about Winnie the Pooh was in 1926. And it was titled Winnie the Pooh. And then The House at Pooh Corner in 1928.
1: I think there was one before that. There was. I'm going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But that wasn't, it wasn't,
1: Winnie the Pooh. Pooh was not the main character. Okay.
0: So 1926 and 1928 were the first two Collections of short short stories that were primarily focused on Winnie the Pooh. However, what Ryan just mentioned, Mm -hmm. uh, 1924, there was a poem. Winnie the Pooh first appears uh, in a poem in When We Were Very Young. So that's when the character first appears, but then the collection of stories that's primarily based on him are the later uh, collections that I mentioned here. Uh, Also, I think he was mentioned in many more... Oh, many more stories. Excuse me, I'm reading, rereading my notes. He was mentioned in many more stories in Now We Are Six, which was 1927. So from 1924 to 1928, uh, Winnie the Pooh has, is written about in lots of different ways. And in 1961 is when Walt Disney Productions licensed certain film and other rights to the stories from the estate of A.A. Milne. And the character was named after a teddy bear that was owned by his son.
1: His son's name. Yes,
0: is Christopher Robin Milne, who is based on... Christopher Robin is based off of his son.
1: that's a little interesting to me because I always assumed Christopher's last name was Robin. And I don't know if that's how it is because there's the movie that we're going to watch... Christopher Robin. I guess we'll find out. If, yeah,
0: I mean Christopher Robin, the character. That's how he's always referred to. And I don't know if I ever thought about it's was that and his first name. Oh, yeah, I don't know that I've ever thought about Robin as his last name or not. I don't know that I ever.
1: I always thought it was but very it funny sense. that Winnie that that Winnie was so formal. formal. I guess they call him yeah. Pooh. I don't know. Why I just called him Winnie. Yeah. Uh, but they, 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 I just like the idea of him being like you know saying someone's first and last name.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so. The rest of his son's toys were Piglet, Eeyore, Kangaroo, and Tigger, who are also all used in the stories. And Owl and Rabbit were created from Milne's imagination. So they were not toys, is what I read.
1: I they showed in the documentary I did, they showed the actual toys. And woof, they look <laughs> they look rough. <laughs> I've seen
0: and I've seen a picture because I, I wanna mention where you can see the bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before I get to that, the gopher is the other character. That was added to the Disney version. So Gopher didn't exist... In that, Milne's version. That's
1: interesting because they... Did you read about why they did that?
0: Yes, but go... I don't remember specifically, so go ahead. They
1: wanted to add more comedy. They wanted a very specifically American-feeling well, character.
0: They were going to replace him with Piglet. I thought I read somewhere that they Piglet wasn't going to be as focused, and then I think they just added Gopher instead of like swapping one out.
1: I didn't see that, but I did like that they were worried about people who were so... Um, attract like fans of the book that there's in the movie the gopher says a lot he he goes i'm not in the book but i'm here to help because what he means is i'm not in the phone book but they did it as also a nod to
0: to being like if you're a true fan of the story i'm not in the book but just deal with me oh i (laughs) like that So yeah, Christopher Robin's toy bear is on display at the main branch of the New York Public Library in New York City. So that is going to go on my list the next time we're Mm. in New York City. I would love to see the bear. The
1: other ones. First of all, the the one I saw, they all were the same color as the bear. Mm. Like they were that kind of, so like Eeyore just looked like a blob.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, I would imagine if he started writing the stories in the 20s, those toys are older than that. Because his son had to have those toys when he was writing the story. Well, stories, I don't right? necessarily
1: mean that they were, they had not stood the test of time. The piglet one did. Well, what
0: I'm it. saying is the way toys were yeah, designed fair enough. Yeah, 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 are very yeah. different than how they're designed now, <laughs> right?
1: They're very, like, you understand why Eeyore was so sad.
0: <laughs> uh, the other thing I found interesting here, my favorite character is Tigger, and I'd love to know who your favorite character is. But growing up, I always identified and loved Tigger. I had Tigger sweatshirts and like all of that kind of stuff. As a kid, but what I found interesting here is his trademark, his laugh, is "hoo hoo hoo uh, hoo," was ad-libbed by the voice actor by Paul Winchell, mm-hmm. as well as his "ttfn" "tata" for now. And then that got me thinking about how so many things are abbreviated now, and it's so funny that <laughs> "ttfn" is like the first example of that. But I never well, put that together. That's
1: funny because when my sister used to talk to me on AOL, because my sister was ten years older than me, so she yeah. was out of the house when I was younger. Um, she, uh, she, she would say that TTFN, like that was her sign off on AOL. And it's like, I never really thought of it as the precursor to like, LOL, whatever. I
0: didn't think of it until like I was doing the research. Yeah. And then I was like, that's really cool. Uh, and then going back to the stories, we mentioned how this is based off of three of the classic Winnie the Pooh shorts, as Ryan mentioned. And so they were Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree. That was 1966. Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day, that was 1968.
1: Which, that's the one that won for Best Short. That's wonderful, yeah, short. I didn't
0: realize that. And then Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2, and, and that was 1974.
1: Yes, and then there's an ending in this version that wasn't done until after they put them all together. Mm. The very end, which we'll get, I have some information about that, but we'll wait until we actually see it.
0: Yeah, uh, the other thing I want to mention and that I found interesting, all backgrounds are outlined in ink to keep with the sketchy style of the original Ernest Shepard illustrations. Well,
1: it's also something that they developed on 101 Dalmatians. Oh, okay. So, because this was... It's hard to think of it because this came out in 1977, but this was kind of developed around the same time. Yeah.
0: Some things to look out for. So, you know me, I'm always interested in things that appear in other movies, if there's any recycled animation or things that you should keep an eye out for. And the ending scene where Christopher Robin is walking with Pooh is recycled animation from Jungle Book. Because mm, so he's, he's kicking stuff. Yeah, yeah he's picking stuff and he's walking on kind of a log. Or he's walking on something that is yes. like when Mowgli is walking right. on that. Uh, the other thing is some of the toys and furnishings shown in the main title sequence were used in the Banks Nursery in Mary Poppins. Oh. So I'm really excited to kind of just look at that. And then something else I wanted to mention here is this was the final Disney production to feature Sterling Holloway before his acting career ended, and he lived for 15 more years. He passed away in 1992, but his career stopped after this film. Um, And what I found interesting here, there's a couple things, is the voice of the owl, Jim Cummings, took over the role of Winnie the Pooh in 1981, is
1: what Mm, I read. So Jim Cummings wasn't the original voice of the owl. Jim Cummings. Oh. Jim Cummings. So his name's going to pop up a lot as so, we move. So
0: that's interesting. Who, did he have an original voice in this group of characters? No, but okay. he
1: does a lot of Disney voices, especially, even okay. today. And I think he voices Tigger and Pooh and Owl. Like, today he. Today
0: he, so maybe my fact was more about present day. Yes. Okay.
1: But he he is all over the place. He's Darkwing Duck, well, I think. Well, he's also
0: the other voices of Sterling Holloway. So when yeah. they did Jungle Cubs and Jungle Book 2, which I didn't know existed, uh, he's the voice of Ka as well as many mm. others. So anytime Sterling Holloway's voice, he was so many different characters. So if they appear in sequels or whatnot, I believe Jim Cummings is the voice of that.
1: So one thing, I can't remember which... It might have been the Aristocats that we talked about this or something. We were talking about how we made the joke that Sterling Holloway, it turned out, when they said, we don't want to do Sterling. I mean, it must have been Jungle Book. We don't want to do Sterling Holloway again. We don't yeah. do his voice. So I was like, he must be terrible. The voice of Christopher Robin in this documentary had nothing but the nicest things to say oh, about great. Sterling Holloway. He goes, he goes, I don't want to sound. he goes, he's pretty much a big teddy bear. And they showed a yeah. picture of Sterling Holloway at Disneyland next to Winnie I've the Pooh. I've seen
0: uh, pictures of him, and he does just look very joyful. In yes, a lot of those so pictures.
1: I think it might have been when we were talking about why they didn't want to do it. It's just like we've done this a guy, we want voice. to try. Yeah, he does
0: have a very specific voice. And what I found interesting here, too, is Jim Cummings was the voice of Pooh for In the New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. And that's kind of the one that I Mm, grew up on. Um, It's like a Saturday
1: morning show, right?
0: And I think it was also, I think they put together shorts. I think it was a...
1: Well, we are going to see another movie. On our list is, there's a 2011 Winnie the Pooh. So we'll be seeing that, too.
0: Uh, but, um, But what I found interesting with The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh was that they did offer it to Sterling Holloway. He was 83, so he mm. was alive at that time, but he could no longer do the voice. So they did... I, I thought it was really respectful. I don't know if that's the right word I'm looking for, but I like that they asked him first. Even though Jim Cummings, at that time, was really doing the voice of Winnie the Pooh, I like that because Sterling Holloway was still alive, they did offer it to him. I tried to find why he stopped acting 15 years before he died and I couldn't really find any information granted I didn't do a deep dive but I am really curious why this was his last thing even though he then lived for 15 more years but he stopped doing stuff and for my quick search I couldn't find too much on it so listeners if you happen to know I would be curious and I don't know if it was a health decision or if it was just he was done uh, or he decided he just wanted to do something else I'm not really sure I I couldn't really find anything specific on that uh, Sterling Honor, oh. you got it. Sterling Holloway <laughs> is honored as a Disney Legend in 1991, and he's the first to receive the award in the voice category. And Disney Legends are their Hall of Fame, so I know we just dis- we started talking about how we're going to have a Hall of Fame for yes. the podcast. Uh, so I do think Sterling Holloway should be at it, not because he's a Disney Legend, but because we reference him so many different times. Uh, and I know, I think currently in our Hall of Fame Edwin is Edwin. Edwin and Thurl
1: Ravenscroft.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we need to get some ladies in there. But. Uh,
1: well, I, we're going to start seeing, hopefully, more women involved in yeah, Disney. Well, you Mostly, know who should be. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, I think it's a situation of history, you know not necessarily. You We're deciding not to I'm nominating
0: in. is Verna. Verna? Probably. Yeah, absolutely. Verna should be in there, too. Okay. So uh, that's really the only other thing I have. So if you want to go ahead.
1: So I want to talk a little bit about the voices and who everybody is. Because these are a lot of... This is kind of our cavalcade of people we've heard in other Disney. Sterling Holloway, obviously, uh, we've heard before. Sebastian Cabot is the narrator who was Bagheera in Jungle Book. Oh. Barbara Luddy is Kanga and she's Lady. Mm
0: -hmm. From Lady
1: and the Tramp and also been some other stuff. Um... Let me see. Let me see. Piglet I want to talk about because I think this is Piglet. uh, John Fiedler or Feidler. It's his first appearance, I think, in a Disney thing. However, you may remember him later in Emperor's New Groove.
0: Yes, I did. Yes, the "The old man. Yes, yes. (laughs) Beware, the groove. The groove. The groove. Um, Uh, The other thing I read about Piglet is he wasn't original. He wasn't the first choice, I think, for the voice. Something happened and now I don't remember how oh, not yeah, yeah. write it down. But something happened with the person who was supposed to play Piglet and then he got it instead, which is really interesting because he's another very iconic voice.
1: Well, it's and here's the thing, if you look back, he it's he's not as much of a voice actor, but this guy was in Twelve Angry Men, The Odd Couple, True Grit, and then he starts doing like a lot of voice stuff, but it's as Piglet. Yeah. It's like, this voice is very iconic. He's In fact, he's in your favorite game of all time, Kingdom Hearts. Or is it Kingdom Hearts 2? It's Kingdom Hearts 1. Um, as Piglet, I'm yes. assuming. Uh, someone else I want to talk about. There were three Christopher Robbins. There were a couple different ruse because this took place over a certain amount of time. Paul Winchell, who did Tigger. You might remember, I didn't realize at this time. Uh, we've heard him before as Chinese Cat.
0: Oh. In the Aristocats,
1: so huzzah. Well,
0: I'm glad that he As soon as they identified that her. that
1: voice is Tigger's voice. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk about Ralph Wright, who was the voice of Eeyore, which you asked earlier who my favorite is. I think I re- I think I'm more similar to Tigger, but I love Eeyore. Eeyore is definitely my favorite. Um part of it has to do that he uh I associate him very heavily with my grandfather. Oh, okay. Because I think they have both have very similar bassy voices. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't a voice actor; he was one of the story people at Disney. And if you look him up on IMDb, he's got story credits for Lady and the Tramp, Sleeping Beauty, all that stuff. He did he did the storyboards and writing for it, and they just liked his voice, and they're like, "Just get in there and do it." Oh,
0: that's cool. Which I think
1: is one of the first times they really did this, and like they do it now all the time with. You know, the Pixar things and stuff like that. But I, I just think that's very cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so he's my favorite. But the other thing I want to talk about to listen to is uh, in the documentary I saw, there was a bit about how, much like Peter and the Wolf, each character has an instrument associated with them. Oh,
0: And cool. I've got a list
1: of it. Uh, Eeyore is the bass clarinet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kanga and Rue are a flute and a piccolo, respectively. Uh, rabbit is a regular clarinet. Piglet is an oboe. Uh, owl is the ocarina and French horn, which is the first time I've heard that pairing. Yeah. And uh, the baritone horn is Winnie the Pooh. Cool. So That's something great. to kind of listen out to while you're doing that. So um, we've talked a lot about the facts of this thing, but something I, we sometimes when we get into this thing, we kind of dig in and we're like, here, you know, we've done research. We have wanted to we want to tell you guys all this stuff. But what is your association with this property?
0: So my history is a lot of the shorts. So I remember the one that we're about to watch as well as the new adventures. I think I mentioned, uh, the Tigger movie, which came out later, like all these collections of stories, um, I grew up with in that way. I don't know that I ever had any of the stuffed animals. And I know a lot of people will do nursery themes in the original illustration. Like I know that became popular at some point. Uh, I remember, like, seeing that everywhere. So I never had an association with the books. I, I mean, was mostly the characters from the animated I uh, feel like versions. it
1: became in vogue to just put the book up in a nursery, but I don't know that I ever that's, saw it, like, that Yeah, that's what up. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. said. I don't know if you heard me no, say that. No, 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 I heard you oh. say doing the illustrations. Yes, not yes, not yes, on the walls, yes. but I've seen a lot of things where they just have the book... Yeah. Like you have a bookshelf which is where the books you actually read are and then the one that's like displayed, displayed. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, and I they heard came you.
0: out with a whole line of stuffed animals that were more based on the illustrations than they were the characters yes. and things like that.
1: Do you remember anything about the Christopher Robin movie? I'm kind of after watching this documentary, intro like No, i kind of heard see it.
0: it was very good. I, I, I several friends were kind of surprised when it came out to be like, Oh, you haven't seen it, you really should see it. It's really sweet. Mm. So I'm looking forward to it and listeners what we should say because I think it's come up on the Facebook page about Tangled because we have not seen Tangled. Tangled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Is, you know, some people are surprised that we haven't watched it. And at this point, now that we're doing the podcast, we're making an active decision to not watch it till it comes up. Yes. So that's the same with Christopher Robin is it's something that I think was on our list to watch and we probably would have watched it sooner. Mm-hmm. But the minute we started doing the podcast, we just made the active decision to just wait. So I know, I think people asked us about that with Tangled as well because of The Witch yes because yeah, of and, mother gothel. Yes. Yeah, so so I did want to mention that there that that's just an active decision we've made with several of these films.
1: So real quick and then I think we should probably dive into this um
0: Well what's your association same thing?
1: I remember I think the same thing i would talked about a lot of things. These were easily divided up and showed up a lot on Disney Plus. Yeah. Or not Disney or, Plus, Disney yes. Channel, Disney, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um I don't think I ever had any stuffed animals. Like, I, it's not. I I might have been slightly too old, or I just... I mean, I guess this came out in the 70s, so I, I guess I just never got one.
0: I had a ton of stuffed animals, but I don't remember having... Maybe I had a Taker. Oh, I had a ton
1: of stuffed animals, yeah, Tara. I'm, I'm just to, saying I don't no, have any I'm Winnie to the Pooh. i think if
0: I had any Winnie the Pooh ones, yeah. I don't know that I did.
1: I don't think I did either. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out, because I was looking up the new Adventures of Winnie Pooh, because I remember that a lot. I don't remember anything specifically from it, but it was a... Saturday morning cartoon because do you remember that Saturday morning cartoon that was like all the cartoons got together and helped this kid get off of drugs no okay so it was it's it's before the Marvel Cinematic Universe this is the greatest team up of all time the (laughs) Avengers is nothing but it was a I'll have to post this on the group because it was around the same time as New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh which was a Saturday morning cartoon and that was
0: I believe 1988 we looked
1: 88 to 92 but the one thing let me get to that fact real quick the voice of Eeyore in that is Peter Cullen, who was the voice of Optimus Prime, if anybody Ooh. knows that. Anyway, which now I'm like, oh, that makes total sense. He does kind of sound like Eeyore. Um, where was I going? Oh, so it's like this kid is like using drugs and he's got like, whenever he uses drugs, I- I'm vaguely remembering like he had this like shadow that was mm-hmm. like, come do drugs. And then all, he was a big fan of Saturday morning cartoons, Cartoon, so they all got together. So it was like the Muppet Babies, Winnie the Pooh, uh the looney tunes maybe but it was like they all came to life and helped them not do drugs yeah i i think some of the ninja turtles like it was so bizarre but like the fact that like now you couldn't do that cuz everybody's so protective of their ip mm-hmm. that you couldn't do that That's weirdo cool. crossover i'll have to we'll have to post that on the facebook group um but yeah the, i i'm excited for this after watching it you know it just seems so honest and and innocent. I have and a lot of
0: nostalgia for it. So I'm excited to go back. Yeah. I remember watching it a lot as a kid. And the, the thing I kind of want to end on here is we're talking a couple weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago. I had this in my head right before bed and I shared it with Ryan. And he was not too happy with me because it was stuck in his head. The wonderful thing about Tiggers is Tiggers is a wonderful thing. Tops are made out of rubber. Their bottoms are made out of string. They're bouncy, trouncy, bouncy, trouncy, fun, 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 fun. The wonderful thing about Tiggers is I'm the only one. I'm the only one. So there you have it. I love Tigger. <laughs>
1: right right. as my eyes were closing, as I was drifting off. <laughs> so. It
0: popped into my head for no reason at all. But Yes. Uh, I absolutely love Tigger, so I'm excited to be reunited with all of these characters, (laughs) not just Tigger.
1: All right, guys, uh, we're going to take this one out of the clamshell and pop it in the VCR.
0: See you on the other side, listeners. (laughs) All right, listeners, we are back. And all I have to say is that's everything I wanted it to be. It's...
1: We were talking about this beforehand, but, like, I think this is... I really encourage everyone to check it out. I mean, if you don't want to watch the whole thing, I get it. But, like, it's just delightful. And it's
0: feel-good. And if you grew up with these characters in any way, shape, or form, there's so much nostalgia that comes back. As I was watching it, I can remember it's one I watched with my brother. We're 12 years apart, so he's much younger than me. And I didn't really remember that at the start of this. I knew I had seen it a ton of times, but... It started bringing back memories of me being with my brother and it just, it just brought back like, it filled me with joy.
1: I think it's something that not only, I'm spoiling a little bit later, but like I think it's something you can just put kids in front of, but I think it's entertaining in a way that's, you know, a lot of stuff I feel like sometimes like to entertain kids, it's like, a sugar rush. It's like ah, and everything's screaming. There's a lot of blinking lights and there's a lot of action. And this is just there's not. A, it's very but low there's so stakes. Many cute little songs. Yeah, and it's catchy very melodies, calm and, and yeah. pleasant, but still entertaining. I mm-hmm. think. And it's it's designed to be so simple, but so remembered and well. And it's so
0: clever too. Yeah,
1: like I had forgotten all these songs, and every time one started, I felt like I immediately almost knew the words. Yeah,
0: agreed. So we'll go into it here, and it opens the credits uh, with Winnie the Pooh, the stuffed animal, and books and toys on the shelves, and you pan around the room. So this is live action, Mm -hmm. essentially. You pan around the room, you see all the toys, and you start to see all the characters as stuffed animals. And the narrator starts the story about the toy animals and focuses on the book. And uh, the title of the book says Pooh and the Honey Tree. Uh, kind of on the cover and it opens to a map of the hundred acre woods
1: and i was talking about how much i like this because i i always love when books have um maps at the beginning like you know the map of middle earth and yeah the and dumbo
0: and... starts with the map
1: oh yeah yeah the map of the united yeah, states i think that's so that clever kind of thing. but i like this one so it's the map but it's each it's like christopher Robin's house and uh winnie the pooh's house and stuff like that but it's like Everybody is moving around within the book. Yeah,
0: Christopher Robin's on a swing, and so yeah. the swing is moving.
1: And that keeps up throughout the whole yeah. movie in a way that a thought, times, Yeah, i read it a couple times, but I don't
0: write it throughout because you keep jumping back and forth to zooming in and out of the pages on the book versus yeah. into the story, which I really love the way they do that. And this is also for anyone who's following my journey of Kingdom Hearts. When <laughs> you're in a Hundred Acre Woods, it's in Merlin's. Uh, Merlin has a book and you have to find the lost pages and you're basically putting back the map that Mm. you see here, which is kind of cool. So then there's a song that introduces each character and uh, we notice as the pages flip, there's a dedication. And so I took a picture of it so I could read it and we're assuming that this dedication is in the actual book. We don't know that for a fact.
1: I mean, as you're doing the whole thing as you flip through, you could stop pages and anything, but this just felt... So specific and, 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 and interesting, We I had to go back and stop it.
0: Yeah, so it says, To her, hand in hand we come, Christopher, Robin, and I, to lay this book in your lap, say you are surprised, say you like it, say it's just what you want it, because it's yours, because we love you. So I'm wondering if it was a dedication to his wife?
1: Do you want to hand me that and I'll look and see if I can find it while you're kind of going on? I'll see if there's anything I can find real quick.
0: Yeah, we just thought it was such a sweet dedication, Um, and we assumed it was in the book, but we weren't 100% sure. So I'll keep moving on here. So uh, we then pan to Pooh's house, and they describe that he lives uh, under the sign Mr. Sanders, and that's as much description as we get as to why it says Mr. Sanders.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. he says, and I live under it. Something like that. He goes,
1: he he lived in the 100 Acre Woods under the name Mr. Sanders. And by under the name Mr. Sanders we met, it was on his house and he literally lived under it. Lives under it.
0: And so then we go into his house and he's got a cuckoo clock and it's a Winnie the Pooh with a honey jar that comes out when it chimes. And Pooh's talking to himself in the mirror and the think, think, think. And that's, you know, I wrote a lot of quotes down that are ones that become very iconic. And he sings the song Up and Down and Touch the Ground and singing about exercise and how he improves his appetite when he exercises. And then he starts singing about my stomach is so rumbly and my tumbly, so that's another good one. And I love that one of the lyrics here is short, fat, and proud of that. I just love how like body positive he is for the most part. When he gets stuck in the, even when he gets stuck, he's not really like bothered that he's too big when he gets stuck in rabbit's house he's more just
1: well he doesn't like that he's stuck he doesn't yeah but
0: but i did love that phrase and i thought throughout there's so many like positive affirmations and statements throughout these stories i think for kids
1: well this uh, and we'll get to this a little more with eeyore but like nobody is shamed for what they are except there's exception of a little bit of like tigger Tigger and rabbit and that
0: kind of turns around
1: yeah but i the, the sherman brothers wrote about this song specifically and and richard sherman was saying that he really enjoyed that the reason Pooh would exercise was to increase his appetite. Yeah. He doesn't exercise to look to get better. He exercises so he can eat more and he thought that was just funny.
0: Well, and i just listened to a podcast with Nicole Byers and i never say her name right. Jamila Jamila Jamil? I, I don't know. I don't know if that's right. From the good From place. From the good place. But she has a podcast called I Weigh and Nicole Bayer was talking about, you know, moving your body because it fills you with joy. So not focusing on to lose weight or like focusing on specific exercise, but like doing different types of exercise that bring you joy. So if the treadmill doesn't bring you joy, like why, why do it? You know, do yoga, go hiking, you know, what roller skating, like whatever the case may be. And I feel like this is a very quick way to say that here with Winnie the Pooh and I just I really like that And I don't know if I'm reading into it too much but that was my feeling from it when I heard that line
1: not to not to dive into this one subject a bunch but I think it's it's important to normalize and and make simple like every time we talk about body positivity in every form of media it doesn't have to focus on it but this is a good way to just like do it briefly just yeah i'm this is who i am and i'm proud of it exactly move on and And i think that's
0: all about that
1: i think that's more of a better lesson to normalize things like that and make it just an easy thing to put into stuff than to like the only time you see it is when we're really like like isn't you know
0: or calling someone out for not doing it so to speak did you find the dedication? As
1: far as I can find, it's just, it, it, it's attributed as a quote by A.A. A. Milne.
0: Okay.
1: Um, It's interesting because sometimes in here it's like an inspirational quote. And I'm like, I don't understand exactly what's inspirational about
0: this. Because it seems very specific.
1: Yes. It doesn't but, seem like, you know, like live, laugh, love or any yeah, of that. Yeah. Like very Something broad like that, topics. Yeah. yeah. Especially since he references his like a character or his son within it. It seems mm-hmm. very specific. Yeah. But.
0: So as he's singing, he goes for the hum the honey and realizes that it's empty and his face is in the honey pot and a bee buzzes by and it zooms out to pages in the book and so this is the first time we see it going in and out of the book so you're gonna see this throughout and he's climbing the tree cause he's following the bee to get the honey and then there's the I'm so rumbly in my tumbly that song comes in next as he's singing climbing the tree
1: that this little like samba not yeah. not samba but it's definitely it's a
0: got a very rhythmic yeah
1: yeah, I meet imme- and that was the first one that like I was like oh I forgot about this song but immediately was like knew every word and remembered like that scene very specifically. I really liked the honey tree one. I think that might have been my favorite, despite not having Tigger or Piglet. Spoiler alert in the whole thing. Yeah,
0: and so as he's climbing uh, and he finds the bee, he winds up falling down and bounces off the tree limbs like he kind of float bounces a little bit. And when he gets to the bottom, it's the first of many times we'll hear him say, oh, bother, which is another one of his phrases. And so now, again, you're zooming in and out of the book. And then Christopher Robin, uh, we cut to Christopher Robin, who's trying to help Eeyore with his tail. So he's trying to put Eeyore's tail back on.
1: I was just uh, uh, validated in my love for Eeyore. He is still my favorite. I love that he's such a bummer, but nobody is ever like, Oh God! It's Eeyore. Everyone no, is so like,
0: super positive and supportive of Eeyore, and like they don't—they just kind of are like, "Oh, Eeyore, that was a great idea." Or, yeah, like, they... thank you for looking for Owl's house. You know that kind of a thing. When that's, I think the next story. I think but... they,
1: i think sometimes they say, "Don't be so." I don't even know if they say, "Don't be so gloomy." I
0: don't think they ever address it. Yeah, which I kind of like.
1: And he's like, there's a part I saw later where his head is so low that his. Ears are hanging in front of his head. And a yeah. very I, I just, I love him. I love the bit about it. it's not much of a tail, but I'm kind of attached to it. That's like, what he
0: looks like under his legs to look at the tail. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, and so this is also when we get introduced to Owl and Kanga and Rue. They're all there as they're helping with the tail. And then Pooh comes by and he asks for the balloon that's at Christopher Robbins because he wants to fly like a bee. And so Christopher Robbins takes him to the muddy place and Pooh wants to get all black and covered in mud because he wants to be a black rain cloud. Mm-hmm. So that's his thought on how he's going to trick the bees. Which
1: he stays like black and muddy for like
0: Not that long. Twenty seconds. dripping off of him. Yeah. And so then he sings, I'm just a little black rain cloud hovering over a honey tree. Uh, so, this part
1: I remember because I think, I I always remember the line, Tut, tut, looks like rain. Yes,
0: yeah, that comes here <laughs> next. So the bee lands on his nose and he reaches in to get the honey. And then when he pulls his hand out, it's covered in bees. And he doesn't even look at it. He just puts his hand in his mouth. And so then he's spitting out the bees very rhythmically. Like they're coming out of his ears and he's like spitting them out one at a time. Well,
1: this was another one. I, I forgot who did. I don't know if George Bruns did the music here. I don't think he did.
0: I think. Thought I read something where it was a collection of people yes. who worked on the music, so I, he may have done a little bit, but it wasn't just one person. But
1: this definitely had a lot of the using the sound as using the music as sound effects. Yes, and and, and to do the scene because this scene, I, I love the scene where he's spitting the bees out. It's, yeah. it's silly, but like he does like a little like thing where he's like pumping his elbow, but also spitting them. Like he's starting to enjoy it. He thinks, yeah, it's funny. yeah,
0: and they're tickling him as they're buzzing yeah. inside him a little bit, and then that's where you hear. Him say to Christopher Robin, say, tut, tut, it looks like rain. And Christopher Robin opens his umbrella and just starts (laughs) saying it to try to fake the bees out. And then one of the bees stings him. And then all the bees start chasing him. And they zoom in on that one bee a couple times that's laughing at him. It's the bee
1: he, like, spits out and then, like, heel kicks and it falls in the mud and it's, like, takes it personal. Yeah. And it doesn't even really look like it stings him. It just looks like it runs into him as hard as he can. Yeah. (laughs) Like.
0: And so... Christopher Robin winds up catching Pooh because he falls. Yes. The balloon deflates. And so as he's falling, Christopher Robin catches him. And then the bees sound like ba 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 ba. They do like a trumpet yeah. sound. I don't know if that's it exactly. They do the
1: baseball charge.
0: Yeah. And then they all fly after both Pooh and Christopher Robin. And so then they hide in the mud under the umbrella. Right. And that's kind of how they get rid of him. And I wrote a note here uh, that house is always spelled H-O-W-S-E. Well, so I like some of the things that are not spelled correctly. And my assumption is, is that because... It's, it's Christopher Robin's world. Yeah, and he hasn't gone to school yet. Or, right, that's yeah. the whole
1: end is I'm going off to school now. Yes. But like, I, it does such a good job of making it like this child's world. I like how they refer to things as like the very muddy place. Or later they're like, the sand pit. Like, yeah. It's very not... It, it's so it's, it's
0: it's specific but it's not specific it's
1: the specific but it's common it's like there's the, the muddy place it's mm-hmm. the you know where the there's mud. The mud yeah but it's not like super inventive like i don't know i just find that so interesting
0: yeah and so then pooh says he's not the kind to give up easily and this is where we're introduced to rabbit and rabbit uh pooh says you know rabbit invites him to lunch. I like
1: rabbit because he says things I like, like, yes, like come on in Pooh, And how and about some how about lunch? Some lunch? <laughs> and
0: so as rabbit hears poo outside, he's like, Oh no, not again. And he starts cleaning up to make it look like he's not about to sit down for yes. lunch. And then eventually he invites poo in without realizing he did it. I think rabbit is very proper. So he does it. And then is like, Oh gosh. And so Pooh comes in and says, how about lunch? I think poo is the one who brings it up.
1: No, he, Rabbit rabbit. hears him say it, and Rabbit is really trying not to invite him in, and Pooh just kind of sticks, because he goes, is anybody in there? He's like, no, and he's like, well, who would have said no? He's like, nobody, like, he's He's like, like, well,
0: somebody is nobody, yeah.
1: And he sticks his head, and he's like, he goes, oh, come on in, Pooh. Yeah. How about some lunch? Like, he just, like, gives up.
0: So then uh, Pooh asks for a small helping of honey, and Rabbit gives him, like, the smallest drop, and he's like, well, I thought maybe a larger portion of a small helping or something like that. Yes. And so he winds up eating the whole jar of honey and then he just keeps eating all the honey jars and the narrator says Pooh ate and ate and ate and ate. And uh, Pooh says he must be going now and he's got honey everywhere. He's so sticky. It's all over his face. It's all over his belly and his shirt. And this is when he gets stuck trying to leave Rabbit's house. He gets stuck in the rabbit hole. And so, Rabbit goes out the back. So, Pooh gets stuck in the front door. Rabbit goes out the back door to go get Christopher Robin and says, oh, dear. So,
1: Do you ever, when you're watching this, kind of like, there were times when I was kind of like, I don't like, like, not that I don't like Pooh, but like, I guess it's a kid and I shouldn't worry. He's basically a kid, but I shouldn't worry. But he like, just came over and ate all of rabbits, honey. Like, all of it.
0: I don't think, but they they make reference. I don't want to call Pooh simple-minded. Because I don't think he is. But they, they say think, he
1: he doesn't have a lot of brains or, or something
0: of, like that. And I think that that's it. Is Pooh's just these are my friends, and I I don't think yeah. he, I don't think he reads into it.
1: Like I that. never I never got too deep into it. There's part where he does that? And there's another part where 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 he's the hero of the blustery day, and I'm like, you didn't do anything. Like, and I kind of like there's that, and there's the part where. Owl's talking to him and he just falls. No, no. Rabbit's talking to him. and He falls yeah. asleep during the whole thing. I mean, and sometimes to be honest, I'm like, I would have
0: fallen asleep with rabbits giving that whole speech. Right, too, but, but I
1: just there are times when I'm just kind of like, no, I I don't even want to say like dis. Uh, I'm a little disappointed in I mean, Pooh's it never behavior. Bothered,
0: it never bothered me in that way. I, I didn't really see it that way. Uh, but then Owl stops by. So Rabbit's off to get Christopher Robin. Pooh's by himself. Owl stops by and says, "Are you stuck?" And then the excavation expert pops, and this is the first time we see Gopher. And he comes, and he shows up, and with his whistling and his whole speech patterns, and he's saying how this is going to be a big job, it's going to take two to three days, you know, and I love how the first thing he says, well, the first thing is you got to get him out of the hole, and I was like, well, that's, that's what we're trying yeah. to do. Because the gopher uh, didn't realize that was the case. And so I love when he draws on the ground with a stick, like writing out an estimate and doing his own math of like what it's going to cost. And Owl's like, yes, but how much money? Like, what will we pay you? And he's like, I don't take charge, only cash. Like, he's so focused, but like, we'll never give an amount. And then he just leaves.
1: It's this interesting piece that I never like, like now that I'm an adult and we have a house and I've dealt with contractors, even I think I'm like, Like, this is so frustrating, more frustrating to me. This is the most adult part of this whole thing. I, I I just, can can we talk about Gopher for a little bit? Sure. Like, he, like, I, I, it's interesting that he was an addition, and I think he's very funny.
0: I think he fits in with the rest of the characters. Kind of, but
1: he, I don't think he's had the longevity that the other ones have. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah,
0: and I think that there's also there's more stories out there of the other ones too. Which yeah, is part. Well, of it.
1: that's what I'm saying. Why didn't they pick up more stories with this guy? I
0: guess that's true. Yeah,
1: I do love every time he falls in his own. It's like ah!
0: yeah, like that's that. A that funny is, bit. I yeah. love it every time. Uh, and so then Rabbit and Eeyore.
1: Well, did we do the part where Rabbit? Try- oh no 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 yeah they come back with Christopher yeah, Robin. They come
0: back and Rabbit. They're all trying to pull him out, and then. Somebody says maybe it's Christopher Robin says well we should push him back in instead. And yes. Rabbit's like not too thrilled about that. And then Christopher Robin finally says well we have to wait for him to get thin again. So Rabbit's trying not to look at his bottom. Essentially he's like oh I'm going to have to look at that for months. And so then This he, is the part I really remember, I remember was him trying, to, to, like, trying to like make like, a make it look nice so Yeah, he puts a frame around Pooh bear at first, and then he sets a plant on it so it almost looks like a table. And he's like, "Oh, that won't do." And then he gets tree limbs for antlers, and he tries to make him into, <laughs> a hunting like, trophy, a moose head. And he draws on him, and it tickles Pooh. And then like the smile is all kind of oh like, Pooh, wiggly.
1: you ruined my moose.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and then, then it
1: goes back to Pooh, and he's got the same like
0: same kind of um, mouth like wiggly yeah. smile. Yeah, and then Rue and Kanga come by and. Rue has picked honeysuckles and Pooh's so excited and he goes to eat them and Kanga's like, no, they're for smelling. And so Pooh smells them, sneezes, and we cut back to Rabbit and he's made like a whole mantle at this point. Like not only is it the moose head, but there's like a piece of wood underneath and there are all these things on it and as Pooh sneezes, everything goes everywhere and Rabbit's house is a mess. And so then uh, I love this bit of narration here. I made Ryan pause it so I could write it down. While Pooh's bottom was stuck at the top of page 28, his top was stuck at the bottom of page 30. <laughs> and they do this throughout where they reference page numbers or they, they flip back and forth in the book.
1: They zoom out and it becomes a very simplified scene without a background. And yeah, it sometimes like,
0: the characters are animated on the pages yeah. of the book, sometimes they're not. And, and I it's,
1: just, a, it's a cool way to show a passage of time. It's also a cool way to like... Do a real quick scene, like w- during this they kind of flip and show what's happening to Pooh and like Christopher Robin comes and holds an umbrella over him while it's raining and yeah, stuff like and that. And it's a
0: cool way to get connected back to the book and I will say I kind of want to get the 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 collection of stories and read them now. That i
1: I may have put them on Amazon this morning, perfect. don't worry. Uh
0: because I haven't know, purchased
1: them yet. I'm not buying I know we, It's
0: not it's not something that I remember reading as a child because I think I watched this and all of yes. the other adventures, but it makes me really want to go back and read them now. And I think having it connected to the book in that way, I think as a child you might have your child say, "Well, now I can we get the book?" And I mm-hmm. think that's a really cool thing that one can influence the other. If yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. So uh, it, as Ryan mentioned, it shows the passage of time while he waits to get thin, and then Gopher shows back up and he says he's on. He has a midnight snack, but he calls the shift something else. But basically, like a graveyard, a late night shift, essentially, is what he's on. And uh, Pooh asks what his snacks are and he goes, summer squash. And he like, I remember him it, like, eating that summer comb.
1: squash. No, he just eats it straight. Oh yeah, he straight. eats it, I guess, yeah. like he would a carrot if it was going yeah. like it. Yeah. But I, I don't know why, but I think about that summer squash scene all the time. I'm like, ooh, that sounds so good. Yeah. I don't know why.
0: And then he eats summer salad and spice custard and then... Succotash. Succotash. And then he finishes with honey. And then Rabbit barges by... Uh,
1: he won't let him eat the give him the yeah, honey. Yeah, rabbit
0: doesn't want him to eat the honey. And Pooh says, "I wasn't going to eat it. I was just going to taste it." And I love that. That's another example of Pooh just.
1: Can I say at this point, like, as much as we've heard Sterling Holloway, like, it did not take, you know, we've listened to a bunch of it leading up to this. Did not take me out of it at all. Like, it's just Pooh. Like, I have to think about it. I identify
0: Sterling Holloway with Winnie the Pooh. The same with Piglet's voice. So I think in other movies, I was more taken out of the characters that he played. And what's crazy is this was the last character he played. But for those of us who didn't grow up in the time of Sterling Holloway doing these other voices. Yeah. Most of us know his voice as Pooh, so right. I think yeah, it it was a very nostalgic comfort. Like I enjoyed hearing his voice as this character. Well,
1: it even I mean you you can tell the other guys are like oh that's Winnie the Pooh, but like he does it a specific way in his intonation, Yes. and the way yeah, he, he does says lines. It here. Yeah, but right here where he goes, I wasn't gonna eat it. I was just gonna taste it. Like yeah. it's so it's so it's good. So good.
0: So then Rabbit puts up a sign that says, don't feed the bear. Spelled
1: correctly. I noticed that.
0: Uh, And Rabbit, it cuts to Rabbit looking disheveled. He's got a robe on. He's got like bags (laughs) under his eyes. I love love that. the animation of him here.
1: Well, I love that he has just, has a a robe. It's just funny.
0: Yeah. And he go all of a sudden he sees Pooh move a little bit and he goes, he budged. And so he goes. He bidsged, he he badged, he he budged. He goes to get everybody and they start singing, hooray, Pooh will be will soon be free and it's a song and i think christopher robin brings his drum Mm -hmm. and they start doing a tug of war to pull him out and gopher uh pops up and pulls rue who's holding on eeyore's tail and they wind up pulling off eeyore's tail at that point and rabbit is pushing from inside while they're all pulling and Pooh goes sailing and it says the narrator says sailing clear out of the book and you had to turn the page to find him. Something Did, like that.
1: I think somebody said, he's going to go out of the book, oh, quick, turn the page. Yeah,
0: maybe a character said that. I didn't always write down if it was the narrator or the character. Uh, but who then... I, I felt like
1: it was Tigger who said that,
0: though. No, Tigger wasn't in this right, story. But, but I like, think he says it... Later? It, when he's in the top of the tree. He
1: maybe, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. He,
0: he climbed, yes, he says he climbed to the top of the tree almost right out of the book.
1: Yeah, that's what he yeah. says. That's right, that's right.
0: So you find out that when Pooh sails by, he's stuck... It's
1: Rabbit. Rabbit says, quick, turn the page.
0: Okay. He's, sorry, I know he's, you're so focused on sorry, that. I I'm tried just, to keep going, but yeah, you wanted to identify it.
1: What it is, is it's Rabbit is pushing him and his push is the last thing that gets him out. And then rabbit's stuck in the house. I'm basically trying to verbalize it. So I understand that I'm not crazy. Uh, No, I don't think you are. (laughs) I think you're right. And
0: a lot of times, like I said, I would write down these quotes that I enjoyed. I didn't necessarily write down.
1: That's fine. I just forgot. That's why I'm still so focused on it. Yeah. So
0: you find out that Pooh is stuck in a honey tree, and Christopher Robin says, "Don't worry, Pooh. We'll get you down. And take your time. No (laughs) worry." And I love the shot of him in all the honeycombs that are inside of the tree.
1: I love how they animate honey, and it's like got that stickiness. But it's good. Yeah, right. (laughs) Okay. I I didn't know if I was gonna sound weird saying that, but it does look
0: really good. And so now we go to the blustery day. So that's the next chapter, the next story and the leaves are blowing everywhere you've got Pooh with a scarf and he's singing the blustery day song and the letters of the book are blowing around like leaves which I really liked and he goes to Pooh's thoughtful spot and he goes there a couple times in the stories and Gopher shows up and says it's Wednesday uh, and Pooh says he wants to go around and wish everyone a happy Wednesday. And so then this is where Piglet's introduced. Because as Ryan mentioned, both Piglet and Tigger are not in the first story.
1: Well, I mean, because I, first I noticed Tigger wasn't in, isn't in the like, there's Piglet. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. We noticed Tigger wasn't in the introduction of characters. Yeah. But everybody else was.
1: But so the way this was, was produced is you would see that and you would see them talk about Piglet and Piglet never shows up. Yeah. Because they showed it as like a short and then it. You know, in like 64 or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. Or 67. I don't know.
0: Yeah, we said the years at the beginning.
1: Yeah, go back and listen again, guys.
0: <laughs> so then you see Piglet and he tells this story about how the tree he lives in has been in his family. And there's even a sign and it used to say Trespassers William and now it says Trespassers yeah. Will. And his grandma even called him PW, which is even shorter than that. And it's this whole little story. And I I love Piglet. I really do. And Piglet's trying to sweep the leaves. And he's so tiny that he's getting blown around by the wind. The wind is, is so strong. And Pooh comes over to him and tries, I guess, to tug on his scarf to hold him from blowing. And the scarf starts to unravel. And it unravels to, like, one piece of string. And so Piglet, it kind of looks like he's the kite. And that Pooh is, is flying him. And Rue even says that. Can I fly Piglet next? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then we cut to Eeyore's house and this is always, I feel like this is a very famous, iconic thing of Eeyore where he builds the house of sticks, uh, that looks like a tent a little bit. And he says that should stand against anything. And Pooh comes by as Piglet's dragging him with the string and Pooh just comes by and demolishes the house. And I, house is being generous. (laughs) Yeah. And he says, happy Wednesday to Eeyore and Eeyore says, thanks for noticing me. So, again, it's this exchange where, like, Eeyore could have been really upset that Pooh just ruined his house that he built. And instead, he's just happy that Pooh said hello to him. Like, there's a lot of that with Eeyore.
1: They're all very chill. Like, they're all very just accepting of everything. I love it. Yeah,
0: and I love this next bit, too, because Rabbit's in the garden, and Rabbit is picking the carrots, and Pooh picks them all because he digs them all up as he's getting dragged and at first Rabbit's really nervous and then he looks over at his cart and all of the It's just the filling up with carrots. Carrots are stacked up and doesn't he say something about I'll have to have him come back for through, my, my, through my rutabaga. Yes. And carrots is spelled K-E-R-I-T-S.
1: Well, every the cabbage is like K-A-B-E-G-E yeah. or something. It was so all... I
0: didn't pull out all of them but whenever yeah. I noticed a word that was misspelled I liked to, to write it down. Uh, but then owl and piglet or excuse me Piglet and Pooh wind up slamming against Owl's window.
1: Which and, they, they show that house. So it's Owl's house is up in a tree. Yes. And the whole tree is just rocking in a way.
0: Yeah, it's rocking as if you were on a boat in a storm.
1: I don't know why. It made me kind of anxious. I think it's because I have a like the idea of being in a house that I ended falling. And it's just
0: moving like that. Yeah. yeah. And so you go through this whole little montage of all the furnitures moving back and forth as if, again, you're in a boat and everything's sliding from one side to the other and owl is really not paying attention and doesn't seem to see anything's wrong and he's rocking. So I'm wondering if he's rocking in the rocking chair and like not aware <laughs> that everything's moving. Well, I
1: think owl's character is also just unaware of anybody else. Elude. Like he's very yeah. much about him telling a story and, and
0: very focused and on just
1: that. won't listen to anybody else and maybe won't allow them to talk and will just continue and continue to speak and maybe not allow the oh, other I person. See. Oh, okay, sorry, pardon <laughs> me.
0: <laughs> uh, so. Basically, as Owl's telling this story, both Piglet, I don't know that Pooh, but Piglet, because Piglet is the nervous, worrisome one, is trying to get his attention about it moving. And all of a sudden, the tree and the house crashes down. So the whole tree, (laughs) which is a pretty big tree, falls down. And then, uh, oh, dear, you know, Piglet's, oh, dears, and Christopher Robin and Rabbit show up.
1: But and even then, Owl doesn't seem too bothered. He said, he's just no. outside in and his rocking chair. he's telling story. He's yeah. telling the
0: Owl and the Pussycat story, which you said is a nursery well,
1: rhyme? Well, well, after, yes. He starts telling it, I don't know if it's a nursery rhyme or a little song or something. I remember it when my when I was a kid. I think my mom used to read it or sing it to me or whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He, says, he says something that was like, my uncle who was fell in love, he was he was an untraditional barn owl who didn't give a hoot. Yeah. And he moved off with a pussycat a pea green boat or something. Or something and I was like, like that. I yeah. know this story.
0: Uh, and so then it cuts to the blustery night. You know, the blustery day goes into the blustery night. And we see that Pooh's in bed. He's got his little sleeping cap on. And he's anxious because he's hearing sounds and banging on the door. And he's got the pop gun uh, to protect him. And then this is when we are first introduced to Tigger. And Tigger barges in. And they meet for the first time. And he says I'm T I double er and he sings the Tigger song to introduce himself and then he says that he's the only one and he sees himself in the mirror and Pooh Bear says, I think there's two of you. And I, I love that whole bit.
1: Pooh does it too. Like everybody when yes. they look in the mirror like assumes it's a whole other person. Yes,
0: well and I love this too that Tigger doesn't think he looks like that because he says, What a preposterous creature. Uh, and he goes, I'm going to scare the stripes off this imposter. And he winds up scaring himself and runs under the bed and, uh, poo, or no, Tigger says I'm hungry and Tigger's like honey best. And essentially anytime somebody recommends something to Tigger, he says Tigger's do that best. But then when he does it, he real- he realizes if he actually enjoys it or not. So this is what happens with the honey. He eats the honey and he's like, oh, Tiggers don't like honey. Yeah, I love They're it. It's too sticky.
1: It's a good bit that he's like so confident about things he knows nothing about. Yes, and then, and is- then
0: does them and is is, re- is immediately ready to just turn on it, right?
1: Can I hop in with two things yeah. real quick? Yeah. Uh, real quick, I think I said this in the Jungle Book where I was trying to figure out where I knew Bagheera's jaw from, and I think I associate it with Tigger. Tigger has mm-hmm. a very strong jaw. Yeah, here. I
0: love the way his face, his his facial features are animated.
1: And just real quick, uh, the Owl and the Pussycat is a nonsense poem by Edward Lear. Oh, so there you go. It's I, I, yeah, it's about them falling in love and going off on a boat somewhere. Oh, so
0: interesting. So then this is where Tigger introduces the heffalumps and woozles. And Pooh says, you mean elephants and weasels. And he's like, yes, the heffalumps and woozles. And Tigger, his speech, there's a couple things he says. Well, his name's
1: Tigger, not Tiger. It's all about misunderstanding the pronunciation of things.
0: Which I can identify with quite a bit. Maybe (laughs) that's why I like Tigger the best. There you go. Uh, But anyway, so he says that they steal the honey. And then after he tells Pooh that these characters are out to steal the honey he goes well better be bouncing along and he <laughs> away so he leaves Pooh like in the middle of the night to now like be stuck with his thoughts and his worries about somebody coming to steal his honey so Pooh marches on guard to protect his honey and he's marching back and forth and he's got the pop gun and he's talking to the mirror and he says it's more friendlier with two and he goes yes. you go this way and I'll go that way and eventually I love the animation as they they show his face getting more and more tired his like sleepy eyes And he falls asleep and begins to dream, and the Heffalumps and Woozles song comes in. And both Ryan and I absolutely love the Heffalumps and Woozles, and this song is so good. And even if you're not going to go back and watch the stories, just look up this song. It's so creative, the way that they have all these elephants and weasels that turn into different shapes and sizes and colors and all these different things.
1: I love when Disney does the abstract stuff, kind of like this. This feels a lot like pink elephants. Mm -hmm. And I also love the, the, I think it's an electric piano of some sort that they're they're doing uh for this music and it sounds so weirdly you know it's 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 a little uh unfamiliar in Disney stuff at yeah, this and point. Yeah and it's
0: foreign to the world of Hundred Acre Woods. Yes, everything know? else has been orchestral Yeah. and this
1: is so like like it's it, it's like what did we when we listen to the 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 electric guitar in Robin Hood? It's yes. got that other like it sticks out mm-hmm. and it sounds so cool and I I I I I just love it. I I love Heffalumps and Woozles. Yeah,
0: it's great. And so the other thing I wrote here, because again, I think you really have to see it. So I didn't describe the sequence too much, much, but I love when they're dancing in the honey, all the Heffalumps and Woozles. And then you've got one of the Heffalumps playing a harp, but it's actually like strings and drips of honey. So they do a lot of that with Mm -hmm. the honey, like turning into different things, which I thought was really cool.
1: I like when the one, the Heffalump has a pop gun and then the Woozle, the other one's a cannon. mm Mm-hmm.
0: So it's a great sequence and as Pooh wakes up he realizes that his house is flooded and it's raining all over and there's a thunderstorm on page 71 and a cloud burst on page 73 and you realize that everywhere is flooding in 100 acre woods. And so we go to Piglet's house and I am just so nervous and worried for Piglet here because he's so small in this big house and everything is flooding and he sends a message in a bottle that just basically says help Piglet. And then in parentheses it says me and he puts it in a bottle and sends it out for help and he winds up trying to bail water into a bucket that's already sinking like a pot that's already sinking and he winds up sailing out on a chair that he's standing on out his window and out of his house. And so Pooh is up in a tree branch and he saved 10 honeypots. He was trying to save his honeypots and he winds up falling into the water and honey honeypot on his face.
1: You know so what it looked like? It looked like when the, uh, um, the dodo is on the upside down yes, bird and yeah. they're floating in the sea.
0: Yes, and so Pooh is floating essentially on his head. upside down Yeah, on his head. Kind of not aware of what's happening as he's floating on by. Uh, and I don't know that he's even aware that Piglet is kind of floating with him at one point. Uh, and
1: this is where we see the other animals yes, are being and saved. And they talk by. about how
0: Christopher Robin's house isn't flooded. Yeah. So all of the other, yeah, we're seeing all of the other animals are dealing with the rain as well. And I like that Eeyore, they say that Eeyore is stubborn, and so he's going to keep looking for Al's house. I don't know that we mentioned that earlier, but when Al's house tumbles to the ground, Eeyore offers to find him a new house. And I don't know that. What we is Eeyore
1: that. floating on? Cause he, it looks like, like. a wash tub or
0: something? It, it looks like wood. It almost looks I don't like remember at all. a sign or something. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. Uh, so Rue finds Piglet's message in a bottle, an owl flies to tell him. That they're gonna make a rescue. And this is when I said, Well, why doesn't Owl just scoop up Piglet? Like and Piglet's that's... little enough, but he goes into another story as he's telling them about a rescue. Now,
1: this is the same question. I think we're finding a lot of similarities between this and the J.R.R. Tolkien Lord of the Rings <laughs> series because this was the big thing at the end where the Eagles come in and save Sam and Frodo, and everyone was like, Well, why didn't they just use the fly the Eagles all the way to Mount Doom? Yeah. And I think it's a similar question. Why didn't Owl just fly away with Piglet. Well,
0: I mean it wouldn't have saved Pooh, but he could have at least scooped up Piglet while he w- they were waiting for Christopher Robin and everyone to rescue them.
1: Well what we find out is that Owl has no intention of rescuing anybody. No, He's just there telling, to talk. And
0: starts telling a story and then Piglet's like, there's a waterfall coming up and Pooh winds up after they go over the waterfall, Pooh winds up landing on the chair. But you don't see Piglet at first. And so Christopher Robin is celebrating that Pooh made it down.
1: Well, they all... Yeah, they float up next to... They float up next to where the group
0: is. And then Piglet is in the honeypot, which I thought was um, kind of a cute thing. And then they... They talk about that they were so happy to be rescued, but then Christopher Robin says, Pooh, you're our hero. So this is what you were mentioning I am. Yeah. And Christopher Robin gives a hero party. And so all of the characters are at the table... And Eeyore, who in-
1: does his little like he does this a couple times. This animation of him look f- feeling very content to be about to eat something. Where he's yes, like, he's
0: very. M- I don't want to say pleased with himself, but more pleased that like with the situation, yes, yeah. And excited, and so Eeyore interrupts and says, i found it. I found a house for Owl. Follow me." And I've got so sad for Piglet here because he stops in front of Piglet's house and. I don't know why Eeyore didn't know that this was Piglet's house, but maybe he's never been to Piglet's house. I don't know. It was a weird thing that most of the characters knew it was Piglet's house, but mm-hmm. Eeyore didn't know. And Owl, again, is too aloof to pay any sort of attention. And so Pooh says, tell them it's your house, Piglet. And Piglet's kind of sniffling and is so sad to leave his home. And Pooh just says, without even like really taking a taking too long, he's like, well, you're you're just going to come and live with me. You'll live with me now. And so then they recognize Piglet as a hero as well. And there's another song about Piglet being a hero for giving Owl his house. Which I guess Owl is homeless, so they were trying to be nice. But part of me is like, well, Piglet could live there too. I don't know that Piglet wants to live with Owls. Piglet seemed very excited to live with Pooh, but uh, that was kind of like a whole little bit there.
1: I mean, you could build a house for Owl in the in the I was in the thinking branches. Like
0: Owls' house could be on top. It could be of a duplex. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. So uh, we head to the next chapter, and that's Winnie the Pooh and Tigger too. And Pooh is in his thoughtful spot, and Tigger jumps on him and introduces himself.
1: Oh, I forgot to say I, one of my favorite lines back when Pooh, Tigger first jumps on Pooh, where he goes. I'm Winnie the Pooh. And he goes, what's a Pooh? And he's like, you're sitting on, yes. on one. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's when he's in the house with yeah, Pooh. Yeah, I just like the way that line was delivered.
0: I did too. Uh, so he introduces himself and Pooh says, you've bounced me before. And yes. He goes, oh, that's right. That's right. Then he attacks Piglet. And I say attacks, he bounces them. But it is very abrupt when he, he bounces on top of them. And Piglet is very overwhelmed and he goes, oh, that's one of my little bounces. I'm saving my best bounce for, Old oh, long years. And I love that Tigger is oblivious. He loves Rabbit. Like he genuinely like is always excited to see Rabbit, like is ready to help Rabbit. And I don't think he realizes that he's a pain to Rabbit a lot of the times. And so he bounces on Rabbit and he ruins his garden. Like his foot is in a pumpkin and like everything has been stomped on. And so then, Rabbit holds a protest meeting, and there's a sign outside his house that says protest meeting today, and uh, he says, it's time to teach Tigger a lesson. He bounces too much, and so Pooh's asleep, but Piglet agrees that he's kind of getting a little much with his bouncing, and so Rabbit says, we should take him to a place he's never been, and leave him there, and then the next day, when we go back to find him, he'll be so thankful, and like, he's so happy, serious. and I didn't really love that... We're going to talk about later, is there or is there not a villain? And I would say...
1: We almost decided Rabbit was the yeah, villain. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and Rabbit turns it around, and I think Rabbit is a little curmudgeon and, and and he turns himself around on it. But yeah, he's, he's a little bit cruel to Tigger in these next couple of scenes. And so the next day, it's a cold and misty morning, so it's very foggy, which they weren't planning on. And Tigger's bouncing ahead, and Pooh's eating honey on the way, and he bounces into the mist and Rabbit gets this idea, well, now's our opportunity. Let him keep bouncing and we'll go hide from him. And so then he'll get lost and then we'll find him the next day. So they all hide under a lock, uh, log and Pooh <laughs> tries to leave the log because he's like, okay, home we go, it's time for lunch. Again, Like Pooh's kind of oblivious and he had a snack and now it's time for lunch. And I love how Ticker says, hello! when he's looking for them and so he's calling out, he's looking for them, he's trying to find them and his tail gets stuck in the log that they're hiding in and Rabbit very carefully like moves Tigger's tail so when he goes to pull it out of the log he kind of tumbles out because his tail's been unstuck at that point. And so he keeps bouncing to look for them and so they decide to head home and they get lost because they keep seeing the same sandpit over and over again. And rabbit doesn't really recognize that they're going in circles as much as Piglet and Pooh are like. They don't necessarily say we're going in circles, but that sand pit keeps following us. Is kind of the bit. Is that what they say? And something like that, yeah. Or we keep happening I, upon it. It's something like.
1: Pooh suggests the idea that we keep trying to not get back to the sand pit. Yeah. So maybe if we go out and then we try to get to we the sand to pit, we'll it. go someplace else.
0: Exactly. So Rabbit leaves I, to find the sand pit.
1: Well, I love the like simple logic that mm-hmm. they come up with with some of this stuff I think is very appealing
0: yeah so yeah so Rabbit goes to go find the sand pit and he leaves Piglet and Pooh and they're waiting and they're waiting and he doesn't come back and Pooh's tummy rumbles and he says let's go home and Piglet says but do you know the way and he goes no but the honeypots are calling and I'll be able to follow the honeypots now that Rabbit isn't talking <laughs> so he does make <laughs> I can a- hear them now yeah I can hear them now So, Tigger winds up finding Pooh and Piglet right as they get through the mist. They've basically gotten back home, they're through the mist, and Tigger bounces on them. And they tell him, you know, that rabbit is still lost, rabbit is still out there, and Tigger says, oh, I'll go look for him.
1: This was the part, so Rabbits in the Woods. And
0: he's lost and bewildered, and, and his mind starts playing tricks on him. And this
1: is, I started looking at the animation, and I thought, this looks like a lot of the stuff from The Rats, of from The Secret of Nim. Mm. And I went, this has got to be a Don Bluth animation. Indeed it was. It was, this this uh, segment specifically was, yeah. was kind of in the middle of his career. He did a couple of the ones around here, so... Yeah, and I don't is, know why. I mean, I said that for the for the fact of it, but I also feel like I was a little good job, yeah, right? I know.
0: I was very <laughs> impressed when you said it. I'm sorry I'm not giving you more. No, no, there, no, no. I just I just I was impressed in the moment. I just
1: thought as I was saying I was like, "Boy, this sounds a little self-congratulatory." No, so. Not at all. I do think uh there's stuff you start noticing when you watch enough of these like we've got animators, we've got art people in our uh in our group and some of them say stuff, you know, you know, Marjorie having Marjorie on was a big,
0: yeah, it was fantastic. And we'll have another animator on a bit later that we're excited to bring, but, but
1: I, it is interesting for some people. I consider you know myself and you as, as kind of lay people watching this, like we're not I mean, experts now we're starting to see, yeah, Oh, that I mean, looks like so-and-so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And so this whole sequence you hear, I love the caterpillar chewing a leaf and how that's really loud. Didn't
1: and, and that happen in, effects. in Bongo? When, when he's, he's in the woods, yeah, yeah, he
0: starts hearing all these sounds, yeah, and the frogs riveting and that kind of a thing. And Tigger finds him, and he says to Rabbit, "Tiggers never get lost." And he's like, "Come on, let's go home." And so, the one time
1: he's right about something about Tigger, yeah.
0: And so now the snow uh, has fallen and it's covered hundred acre woods. And Rue is waiting for Tigger to go play. And I love that Tigger calls his mom Mrs. Kanga. He's well, so polite. There. I also
1: love that she says, "Oh hello, dear." And he's like, "Ooh, she called me dear."
0: Yeah. And so then it cuts, uh, Tigger and Rue go off bouncing. And it cuts to Rabbit ice skating and singing. And he's so happy that it's peace and quiet. And then Rue says, can Tigger's ice skate? And he goes, of course Tigger's can ice skate. And at first... That's what we're best
1: at. Or it's the best thing we can do. And of
0: course, he's kind of elegant at first. And then he loses his balance. And he winds up falling on Rabbit. And they fall right into his house. (laughs) Well,
1: Rabbit literally says while he's doing that... Oh, and Tigger's nowhere to be found. Yeah. And then they do this video this this shot of Tigger coming at him, like a POV shot of Tigger coming at him. And he's like, Oh no, not that. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, we forgot to mention, I think, earlier that uh, the voice of Rabbit is the same voice who played Archimedes in Sword of the Stone. Yes. And- which sounds the most here when he's like, Oh, and he gets like nervous.
0: Yeah, you can hear it there. That's true, yeah. Then Tigger and Roo are bouncing, and I think again, Rue says, Can you can tiggers climb cheese? He goes, Oh no, we don't climb, we bounce so they bounce up into the tree.
1: It zooms out. It's another shot that feels like it's you're in the book. But then he bounces like up past the tree out of the book. Yeah, and,
0: and Tigger realizes how high up he is. The minute he looks down. how oh, this tree
1: gets, gets so high? Super
0: nervous. And Rue is swinging on Tigger's tail. And he's like, you're rocking the forest. You gotta stop. And so Rue swings over to a branch.
1: Rue it could not.
0: Rue is so brave yeah. in the sense of like, he's not afraid. He's just very much like. I'm fine, but Tigger's not, like, Tigger's stuck. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say Tigger's afraid. He says Tigger's stuck. He never, and I love this, that they never call Tigger out for being nervous or not confident. Like, his character is so confident, and he is not confident here at all. He's so nervous. And they, again, no one is ever cruel to him about that, Mm -hmm. you know? And... So, it cuts to Pooh, and Pooh has a problem. He's tracking something, and he's tracking his own tracks. Is he's, he's going doing.
1: around in a circle on a bush. Following and, tracks.
0: Yeah. And so then Piglet joins him and is wondering what he's tracking. And then Pooh says, a whole new set of tracks have appeared. Their own tracks. And, like, it's this whole, like, back and forth about whose tracks they are and what are they tracking, and I'll know it when I find it. And they come upon Trigger in the distance. Trigger. Tigger in the distance. <laughs> Saying. Roy
1: Rogers shows up out of nowhere. It's yeah, a complete so left horse. field cameo and this
0: <laughs> So they notice Tigger and they hear him say, "Hello!" And Pooh says, "It's a jaguar." And Picka, he says
1: when you when they say "Hello," you look up and they drop on you. And they on drop you.
0: on you and I thought of drop bears. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so
1: happy. I'm so proud of you.
0: I thought of drop bears. <laughs> and uh, Drop
1: bears, if you guys don't know, is an Australian kind of like snipe hunting myth they tell. Foreigners, where you got to put Vegemite behind your ears or just to drop bears to drop on you, and yeah. it's basically just a koala that drops out of the tree when you look up at it. So. Yeah,
0: and so it's a similar thing where you, and Piglet's getting really nervous, and I think it's is it Piglet who spots Roo, and then they realize it's Tigger and Roo. I yes. think it's Piglet, and uh, they that's when Rue says, "I'm fine," but Tigger's stuck, and so they go to get Christopher Robin, and Christopher Robin and the others come to help Tigger. And so Christopher Robin has everyone hold his coat and Rue bounces down. Rue's mom can is super nervous and Rue, again, not nervous at all, just jumps down and he bounces and he's like, look Tigger, I did it, it's fine, it was fun. And uh, Tigger turns to jump and it's this whole bit of like, Tiggers don't jump and Pooh's like, well then bounce down. You don't have to jump down, bounce down. And Tigger's just going through this whole cycle of things as to why you can't do it and Rabbit, at this point, again, is a little bit cruel. He's excited that Tigger's gonna stay put, and so Tigger, when he's up there, says, I promise I'll never bounce again. And so Rabbit gets so excited by this promise. And then the narrator helps Tigger, and Tigger talks directly to the narrator, and he says, narrate me down. And so they turn (laughs) the book page horizontally, and so when Tigger's feet dangle, He's now on the letters of the book. Yes, because it's
1: like a half page picture. Yeah, because it's
0: been turned. And so he doesn't actually fall. And then he slides down the letters to the ground. And he's like, oh, terra firma. He's like hugging the ground. And then he says, I'm so happy I feel like bouncing. And Rabbit says, you promised, you promised. And Tigger looks so sad here. The way they animate his eyebrows. Okay,
1: but I have had a friend who is like, I've had friends who in college who screwed up and we'd have to, Bail him out of whatever situation, and they'd be like, "Oh, it'll never happen again." Like, no offense, but this is a little bit of like addictive behavior where he's like, "This time we'll bail you out. Well, this time will be different." So I feel, uh, I feel, I feel sorry for Tigger because it's just bouncing. But there was part of me that was like, "He promised he wouldn't do it again, and he just because he had the big but old eyes."
0: Is his favorite thing,
1: and it's to the detriment of those around him.
0: I don't know. He there's a
1: whole. Away. Well, can I jump in with something? Because this is. this. There's a whole other poo story. I don't know where it is, but I love it. It's the one where they're throwing the pine cones and the sticks under the bridge and scene, and Eeyore comes, and they're all like, Eeyore, how'd you get in the water? And they figure out it's because Tigger bounced him and just didn't it think about it. And he this, the, the same thing happens where they're like, you can't bounce anybody, Tigger. And he's like, ooh. But then they let him bounce at the end. And Fair it's,
0: enough. I can they're see They're
1: enabling his behavior. I see
0: what you're saying. You, I, I've heard you, I see you, I heard you, I see you.
1: Thank you. Uh, You're
0: welcome. No, I do, I, I get that point of view with it, and you know what, he does hold to it, though, he doesn't, he doesn't bounce, he walks away sad. Oh, for
1: a full 20 seconds. I know,
0: his (laughs) shoulders are, are kind of hunched, and everyone's sad but rabbit, and everyone says they like the old bouncy ticker best. And then Christopher Robin says, don't you agree, Rabbit? And Rabbit's kind of stuttering and and doesn't say anything at first. And he goes, oh, all right, I like the old Tigger, too. And that's when, Tigger bounces when he gets permission to bounce. So at least give him that. Like, yes, I know it wasn't very long, but I don't think Tigger would have bounced. I think he would have held to his promise until they were like, it's okay, you can bounce. Mm. And so then he goes, Rabbit, you and me bounce. You've got the feet for it. And that's when Rabbit kind of turns around and Rabbit is having fun bouncing and he starts to encourage everyone to join him. So everybody kind of bounces away. And then we go to the last chapter, and we come to the Enchanted Place and say goodbye, is what the narrator says. And we find out that Christopher Robin has gone off to school. And uh, all the characters, they didn't exactly know where or why he was going. And they mention he's learning about Brazil, and he's learning the ABCs mm-hmm. and different things like that.
1: Have and, you been to Bahia, Christopher? Yes.
0: <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> So then it cuts to this is a very iconic, you know, Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin kind of. I don't know that are they holding hands or just walking side by side.
1: I think they hold hands at some point. Yeah, I don't know. and
0: they're walking, and this is where the the recycled animation of them walking on the log and the quote of you know, Pooh, promise you won't ever forget me even when I'm a hundred. And I, Pooh says, "Well, how old will I be?" And He says, "You'll be ninety nine, you silly old bear." And that. My brother used to do that when he was little, like old enough to find it funny with the numbers because he knew he was younger than me and he knew it like bothered me to like do the math to be like, oh God, I'm going to be so old. But he'd be like, when you're 74, how old will I be? (laughs) And like, it was like such a bit that I didn't remember was a thing between me and my brother until I watched this scene and I kind of got a little chuckle at that and... It cuts back to the playroom, and and that's the end of the. And then the live film.
1: action bear winks.
0: Yeah, and then it says the end.
1: Um, real quick, uh, I forget which Christopher Robin. It's in the the making of, but one of the the Christopher Robin that recorded this scene mm-hmm. was like. He's doing his lines, and then they give him the scene. Cause I think it was an older Christopher Robin they got to record it.
0: I read something that at first there was a different voice for each story for Christopher Robin, and then I think they didn't do that. Is that true?
1: I, I'm not exactly sure. There were three of them at the end. I don't know if. if I think this one was like the second one. I, okay. I, regardless, yeah. He he said he was a kid and he read these lines, and they had to like stop for a while because he was like losing it
0: Oh. he was like
1: this is so sad it and they is had... a
0: really kind of bittersweet and moment
1: he, he said that like he's like this is the best performance I've ever done because I was legitimately sad about leaving this character yeah um, the other thing was right before we started this, uh, you know, we're doing these mini tales and I told Tara we should do Christopher Robin and she hadn't really, didn't really remember much. So we watched a little bit of the trailer, not even the whole thing. And Tara's like, I got weepy already. Uh, right? yeah, I'm
0: ready for it, but I really want to see it. I, I'm almost going to, since it's a mini tale and we're not recording them in order, that may be my vote for the next one we watch oh, okay. because I guess we don't have to. We haven't been watching them in order. Now that we've done Winnie the Pooh, that's my been my only thing with the mini tales. Is I want to watch the animated version before yes. we do the mini tale. But now we have, so. Well,
1: I also to me, I think it's because we're doing this. Like, I don't think I would have enjoyed that movie just watching it having not seen this one recently.
0: I would agree with that. I think I would have enjoyed it, but the nostalgia piece may have I might have not been as connected to it although we watched the trailer before we watched this and I felt like yeah. I was back in that world and hearing Jim Cummings do Pooh's voice, it's pretty similar and so you get that nostalgia feel.
1: So, let's do the questions. First off, how is the princess? Princess of course, Winnie the Pooh.
0: I really liked him a lot. I know you Seem to have an issue or two with I him. just,
1: every once in a while, like, he wasn't a perfect character, and it was just kind of like, sometimes he's, because he is a little kid, so sometimes he does things that aren't.
0: You think he celebrated when he shouldn't be celebrated.
1: Just that one time, I yeah. was more of like, just sometimes he's kind of self-centered and I think that's just because he's supposed to be a found, eight-year-old or whatever. I found him
0: very charming. Really yeah, a lot of it, him. yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, how is the prince? I'm not sure. I'm Christopher Robin or Piglet is what I would say.
0: And I would say, depending on which one you look at, I like them both a lot. I think Pooh calms Piglet down. I like the balance of their relationship because Pooh is very like ho-hum, kind of goes with the flow. And Piglet is very anxious and nervous and I can identify with his behaviors and so i like that poo is kind of the ying to his yang and that's the same with christopher robin even though poo isn't nervous or worrisome christopher robin gives him support and that's who all the characters go to when they need help like christopher robin's kind of like the older brother a little bit in that sense and I, i i liked christopher robin
1: uh, side characters, I want to talk a little bit about Rabbit, because I feel like Rabbit, you can tell that some of these stories, there was a gap between them. Like, the third one, while good, still very much felt like the one that was made without Walt, to me. Mm. It, because I think they kind of get away from the character a little bit, because that's the one where Rabbit's mean.
0: Yeah.
1: And, like, Rabbit's not mean in the other ones, he's just well, worried i curious
0: and... if we read the whole collection of stories, which we'll have to report back once we buy them if well, that rabbit could, has any of those traits, you know what I mean? I'm
1: more going with what we saw in the things because it did feel the animation felt a little different just yeah. a, like, again, if, I don't think any, you'd notice if you just picked this up, if you've been watching every Disney movie leading up to this, you might yeah. notice, but, um, that was the one thing a little bit rabbit had, had a bit of a turn. I liked rabbit in one and two more than I liked him in the third. one. And
0: I liked that at least he turned at the end mm-hmm. and it became positive between the two of them.
1: Uh, I Tigger is a lot of fun. Like, I love Tigger. He's just a force of energy. nature.
0: Yeah, he changes everything the moment he comes in.
1: Uh, and but by far the best to me is is Eeyore. I, Eeyore
0: made me laugh a lot, and again, I like that nobody calls Eeyore out. I like that Eeyore's also not mean. Like he has a right to be. Like he's they pull grumpy. Up his tail that you know what I mean. Like he has a right to be like annoyed at them, and he never seems annoyed at them. He seems. Thankful and happy that they're including him.
1: He's never grumpy at anybody. Yes. It's always like and it's always just this like resignation of the situation. Well and I also resignation. wonder too the suit I don't know. Anyway, sorry.
0: I also wonder too, and this might be me reading into it too much, if if Eeyore doesn't feel he deserves to be with the group because he's always so thankful of the group including him. You know what I yeah. mean? And if there's and I think everyone can identify with feelings of that. And that's another reason why I like all of these characters is each one of them make up pieces of a person right make up feelings yes. of a person make up emotions of a person and when you put them all together you more have like one whole person but right? it never feels experience things.
1: it never feels judgmental of any of those character no. traits
0: and that's what i love i really enjoy about this a lot
1: um i also want to talk real quick we talked a little bit about this about how these guys this this one in general just feels so not necessarily isolated but it's something that could exist on its own. Like like it, it like we're talking about like Mickey and Friends is kind of its own IP situation that has a lot of yeah, stuff. And this, this has became,
0: so- this became very similar to Mickey and yeah. Friends. With the amount of adventures and the different stories, and part of that is Milne's collection of stories. They yes. had a lot to work off of, but then it's it's kind of morphed into its own thing.
1: I think this one feels more timeless than just about anything else
0: yeah i would agree with that
1: um favorite musical number and i think yours is mine okay no 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 okay i know mine what is your heffalumps and woozles bar none.
0: oh i guess that's true i you know me it's hard for me to pick one i love the rumbly in my tumbly song but I'm so so rumbly. Rumbly in my tumbly. yes uh, but yes heffalumps and woozles i think that also hands down goes as mine but as ryan mentioned earlier when all of these songs came up I knew the words I started singing them and they came back to me I'm a music therapist I shouldn't be surprised but I was uh, to where you don't realize you know the words and you hear that melody and immediately it's there with you and so this was a great example of that
1: Um, let's talk about does it hold up because I have a a few so spectacularly minor things but I do want to, to mention them and one is uh, guns there's Christopher Robin has a gun set aside. obviously it's a it's
0: a toy pop
1: pop gun or something gun
0: that Pooh has yes. at the Heffalumps and Woozles. there's a simulator. cannon there's
1: stuff like that nothing Nothing. I don't think it's anything like your kid knows guns exist you're probably he be fine he never
0: shoots the gun at anybody he yes. holds it as like when he's on guard
1: the Heffalumps and the Woozles fire a cannon and stuff like that yeah. but, but again we're pushing uh, the ethnic representation. The only thing I want to say is, there's a scene in *Hefalopes and Woozles* where there's a snake charmer bit, and and one of the woozles was wearing a turban and doing a thing for that. I know there's a big thing where like my culture is not your costume, and mm. I just want to point it out. I don't know that that I'm, uh, I am, uh, I I I'm not knowledgeable enough to discuss. You know, I I don't want to I don't want to tell someone I don't want to say oh this should be offensive to you for something I don't represent it's minor it's quick if someone else from that uh, uh, that culture would like to speak to that we'd love for you to on the or facebook from page from another
0: culture that sometimes is yes. depicted in costumes and i think you would have a different you might yes. have a different opinion and
1: it's so it's very quick so but but i think that like i said before this is so times oh the other thing is female character agency the only woman in this is is a mother kanga but i feel like these characters are such archetypes of of human psyche and, and feelings whatever. and
0: emotions, they could be one or the other. I think, yeah, yeah
1: I think they relate to, to, to women just just as much as men and, you know, anywhere in between. Like, they're just timeless to everybody because they're so... Because they're not, like, there's no masculinity. And do they in this...
0: identify them as he and she? I don't think those words are ever used. Yeah, they are. I think they are. are. They? I, I think sometimes okay. he
1: did it. I, I, I But I feel like you could easily, if, you could if for some reason the they pronouns. wanted to redo this, yeah, yeah like almost every character. That,
0: that's kind of where I was going with is he and she referred to and I'm sure it is and I just didn't pick up on it but I think yeah. you could switch the pronouns very easily. Just because we identify Eeyore with a low voice as being male doesn't mean he had to be male. Right. Right? I, and the same with Pooh Bear. Like,
1: yeah, have I, to be. I think there's that there, but I also think yeah because it's it's so broad. Yeah. I think it's appealing to everybody on that on the gender spectrum. Um, let's see. Uh, well, this is where we normally do the villains and guys. We've talked about it, and I think we we try to find the villainous character in every movie. I don't think this is a movie about antagonism.
0: No, and they say that there really was no that they in my notes that there was no antagonism. You know, no character antagonist, really. I mean, the Heffalumps and Woozles, but Ryan pointed out, that's in Pooh's imagination, and they never actually, like, that was a dream. Uh,
1: that That's less of it to me than and it's Rabbit just like... Rabbit
0: was cruel, so you could point out Rabbit, but Rabbit's not always cruel. And Rabbit has a lot of good features as well, and I don't want to cast Rabbit as a villain.
1: But I think that's what's good about this movie, is it's not about person-on-person antagonism. It's more of friends dealing with a situation. It's not even that... And friends like...
0: coming together and also having their differences. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um so you know, the last question, uh do you put it on the shelf or do you lock it away in the vault? And oh, I Oh, it's
0: on the shelf for sure. I think sure. it's at
1: a high spot on the shelf yeah, because I, I think agree. it transcends being a Disney property, being anything else. And like obviously Disney is the one to make bring this to life because of all the good things Disney does, but and I think all the songs
0: it's, and things like that yes. that they add it to it, but the,
1: of all the stuff we've watched, this is going to last, I think, probably the longest.
0: And the collection of stories that Milne wrote, I again, I want to read them, but it seems like they did justice to them from what we've read and, and what we've seen, so we'll know after we read them. And listeners, if you've read them, we would love to hear... Your opinions on what you think or on the other adventures that maybe you've seen of Winnie the Pooh or other Winnie the Pooh stories to Mm -hmm. see does it match up with Milne's original words.
1: And we're going to meet up with Winnie again with, why do I keep calling him Winnie? You keep
0: calling him Winnie instead of Pooh, yeah. Because
1: it's, it's, anyway. It's fine. We're going to meet up with Pooh again um, for the 2011 Winnie the Pooh one. So that'll be interesting. Uh, Uh...
0: but I also didn't realize Piglet had a movie. I've seen the Tigger movie. That there's, was another one my brother there's really There's the Tigger
1: liked. movie. There's Piglet's Big Adventure or something there's like something that. something like that, And then yeah. there's the the Heffalump movie where they make a new friend who's an actual Heffalump.
0: Yes. So if you've seen any of those, uh, give us a shout out on the Facebook page. Send us an email. You can call us at...
1: 707-968-7731. Again, that's 707-YO-TRPD-1. Uh, Call us, let us know what you think Uh, Yeah,
0: about this or anything we've discussed Literally anything you want to talk about And we know that not everyone listens to these in order So if you've just listened to Cinderella Or if you've just listened to a package film episode Whatever you've listened to, give us a call We'd love to hear from
1: you And uh, our next episode, guys, is going to be the live-action animated uh, combo Pete's Dragon, a recent addition to the list So that should be fun
0: Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries
1: If you want to tell us your favorite Disney villain and why it's guest on, send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com.
0: Or you can send a tweet about how great Maleficent is, too, at trpdiaries.
1: Check out our Facebook group by searching for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries.
0: Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and many more.
1: Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review.
0: Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after.